Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we got a great episode for you today. A bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. Really excited about those. And this is a pre-recorded episode. Just as a reminder, I'm, I'm eating squiggly bips and bobs. <laughs> what is it called? Bubbles and squeak or some shit? God, I'm going to eat so much of it when I go over there, cross the pond. Um, but yeah, you guys, I, uh, you know what? I just recorded the last episode and I forgot to tell this story. So, um, and, and it's, and it's pissing me the hell off. So I got a prescription from a psychiatrist, right? And cause I just been feeling like, so like, bleh, you know? And I, and I'm kind of feeling that way and I, and I want to get ahead of it. And I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel not myself and I feel like shit. And, and, you know, I'm not like depressed or anything, but I just feel off. There's something fucking off happening. And so I've been talking to a psychiatrist and she gives me this prescription and I go to pick it up at the pharmacy. Okay. Okay. I tell the pharmacist my name and she goes, she shakes her head. She gives me like a, hmm. and I go, what, what's going on? She goes, it's not covered. Of course it's not covered. Cause I have the type of health insurance that I need to actually, I won't see my deductible until I reach the pearly gates of heaven. Okay. When I get to heaven, it's going to be Oscar healthcare going, Hey, you met your deductible. Enjoy. Enjoy your time here in heaven. I would need a bus to run me over, then reverse back over me. And then when I go leave the hospital, a fucking (laughs) another bus comes. Okay. And runs me over in order to meet my fucking deductible for my health insurance. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, how much is it? She goes, it's a lot. I'm like, just tell me how much it is. I was thinking it was going to be like 200, $300, but I've never taken like a, you know, I've never been on medication before as an adult. Like I've only gotten antibiotics and stuff like that. You know, eye drops, whatever, like shit like that. And like, if I, you know, like Z pack or something, but she goes, she literally looks at me and she goes, it's a thousand dollars. I went, it's a thousand USD. She goes, yeah. I go a thousand American dollars. Yep. There's no, there's no currency differentiation there. No. Wow. Cause I thought we were talking yen sister. And I literally went like this. I went, you know what? I feel like shit, but paying that will make me feel worse. And she laughed and I said, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation. And I, and I turned back around and you know what I bought? A bar of chocolate on my way out. I said, this will do something. <laughs> this will give me some type of thrill. But I swear to God, big pharma down with big pharma, you guys. Down with big pharma. Because who the hell do they think they are tr- trying to charge me a thousand dollars? I'm like, I could buy a lot of pairs of shoes with that. And I bet you it would give me the same type of effect of happiness. Okay. 
if I'm crunching the numbers here, that's a, that's a couple that's a couple nice pairs of shoes. Anywho, I had to rip my vape after that because they just pissed me so much off over there with the Walgreens. Anywho, let's get to these emails, you guys. Hope everyone's doing good. I'm good. I just feel a little wacky, you know? And I think it's like uh, the change in the seasons. It happens to me, happened to me last year, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like that crazy last year. It was just like I, I was chilly and I didn't want to leave my house kind of thing. There's a difference. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week's secret, secret, not secret cleaners club. Secret Keepers Club is brought to you by Osea. If you want to look amazing for those holiday photos, you need Osea. Their limited edition super glow body set has everything that you need. Full-size Undaria algae body oil, Undaria cleansing body polish, and a travel-size Undaria algae body butter. Get one for yourself. Grab a few more for your loved ones. It makes the perfect gift. Everything is even packed in a beautiful box, so you won't even need to wrap it. You guys know I love Osea. Osea is on everyone's Christmas list this summer. Uh, That's what you're all getting, okay? If you're a person I need to buy a gift for, guess what? I know where I'm going because you're getting Osea this year. There's your surprise ruined. The Super Glow Body Set is the best way to try all of the Osea products that you've been eyeing up. Everything they make is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you can even make a positive impact while having your best skin ever. Give the gift of glow this holiday season with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for the girlies. It's 10% off your first order site-wide with code SKC at OseaMalibu.com. Head to O-S-E-A Malibu and use code SKC for 10% off. All right. This one. Okay. So now we have the follow-ups from the woman that was asking for advice that was from two episodes ago now that was trying to um, figure out how she was going to leave her husband. And we have some emails following up from that. So it says words of encouragement for the mom asking for advice on the Ferdy Free episode. First of all, Carly, happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. I love you. I was listening to the pod and I heard the story about this wonderful woman who wants to leave her relationship. You're such a strong and loving mother. The fact that you're putting your kids first before you is admirable, sending you peace and love. Just wanted to share my story because I'm a child of divorced parents. My parents were married for 23 years before they got a divorce. I was eight years old when it happened. And yes, it's hard to see and yet used to, but it had to happen. This may not be the case for you, but my dad was an alcoholic and he was the catalyst for the divorce. They weren't good for each other and brought out the worst for each other. I was the one who begged my mom to leave him. I couldn't stand to see her sad. To this day, my mom will tell everyone that I was the strength that she needed to leave my dad. It wasn't easy and it wasn't fun, but our lives changed for the better. We moved out and finally had an apartment to ourselves after years of living in shared spaces with complete strangers. My mom learned how to drive. She built a house. She got her citizenship. My mom has always been a strong and empowering woman and leaving my father just enhanced those features. The divorce was the best thing that could have ever happened to us. In parentheses, my dad isn't an alcoholic anymore. He got remarried and is happy. And my mom is also remarried. Sometimes we just outgrow people and that's okay. What matters is how we navigate our life after the fact. Sending you so much light and love, whether whatever choice you make will be for the best. You are never alone. And I'm sure that there are so many going through something similar. 
I love this. And, and you know what? I really do think about that too. Like, I think if the parents splitting up is the best, is them being the best versions of themselves, that means they're the best versions of, of themselves for their kids. So I, I totally, I agree with you and thank you for, for sharing that. Um, this one says reply for, I shouldn't have married him. Hello, Carly and the Aquilino fur babies. This email is for the girly who wrote in last week about needing big sister advice and encouragement to leave her six year marriage because she isn't in love with him anymore. Despite having kids together, I'm writing in to share my testimony in hopes this helps to hear from somebody on the other side of divorce. A little over two years ago, I left an eight-year, 10-month relationship with my then-husband. Like you and your husband, my ex and I also have two kids together. At the time, they were 18 months old and eight. I was, uh, I'm sorry, in your email, you said, what holds me back now is how devastated my kids will be. I heard this and just really had to jump in. I totally understand why you, why you thought this. And this is in front of your mind. So many moms, including me, think that divorce will crush their kids. We feel sad for them. And I did too. The truth is divorce does not hurt kids in and of itself. Messy divorces do. I'm a school psychologist and there's so much research on the impact of divorce on kids. And the research shows that divorce slash living in two homes is not what hurts kids. Kids who have parents who can co-parent without animosity actually grow up similar to kids with happily married parents. It's the fighting and the tension that hurts kids, whether it's in a marriage or a divorce. Although, although divorce breaks our hearts as the parents, the reality is it doesn't always break the kids' hearts. My kids are happy and never even went through a quote-unquote devastating time, and I truly believe it's because their dad and I co-parent really well. So here's my big sister advice. If you really feel that you both are not the be your best selves together, then don't stay for the kids. Separate for the kids. Separate so you can become a better mom, find happiness again, and create a happy home. Maybe he's not a shitty husband and you aren't a shitty wife, but maybe you're just shitty together. Not all relationships are meant to last forever, but you can teach us something. Instead of thinking I should have ne never married this man, think of it like I married him when I was in love. He gave me two beautiful babies and now I'm meant for something else. Is leaving sad? Yes, but so is staying when you're miserable. There's beauty in leaving too. I'm now with a new partner who I'm head over freaking heels with. I'm not going to say separating was easy, but once you make the decision, see it through. There are challenges on the other side, but that's life. If your gut says to go, then follow that voice because it's the only thing that's going to keep coming back up in other ways. If you don't, you can also consider separation first to get some space and then divorce later. If nothing improves for you, what a good, see the girlies always come through. The girlies will always come through. If somebody asks for advice, the girlies are saying, hey, here's, here, here's what's going on. And, and you guys are so supportive of each other. And I really do love that. I think, I know I always say this and you guys are like, girl, shut the fuck up. But I feel like we have such a good, helpful and supportive community here. And I, and I just love you so much. So, okay. This one says, funny story for the potty. Hi, Carly. I have to write this in because it feels like an experience that you would understand. On my last trip back home to New Jersey, my husband and I were running a ton of errands one day and I fell into a twilight zone. Being a Jersey girl who no longer resides in the state has been receiving many uh, and has been on the receiving end of many jokes. And I don't fully understand the New Jersey slander. Girl, I totally get that because people say that about Long Island. And I'm like, hey, you want to know what? We got a good target over there. I don't know if you guys have ever been. 
So, uh oh, did Stanley just step on my computer and now I'm not recording anymore? Hey, get your little paws off my screen, buddy. But he is so fluffy and so cute. I wish that he could talk so I could interview him because it would be so much fun. All right, I'm sorry. But people do that about Long Island too. I'm like, girl, we have good malls and the malls always have an Auntie Annie's pretzels. She says, however, this fateful day changed everything. When we originally left to run a bunch of errands, we thought it would only take two hours, but everything was taking forever. By the time we headed to our last errand, I was so hungry that I forced my husband to pull off on the next roadside diner. When we got there, it was like I stepped foot into a tri-state watering hole. God, I love those diners. Everyone in there had the thickest accents raging, ranging from your stereotype stereotype Weehawk in Staten Island, Long Island, and Coney Island accents. The air was thick of coffee smell and everyone just had jet black hair and the staff all looked like they were trying their best to audition for the Sopranos. Your girl was too stunned to speak. I then was scrambling through the menu trying to find mozzarella sticks and order the sandwich. Um, but this diner names all of the dishes, the fucking, the, <laughs> the basilica, the fucking basilica. I could not handle it. I started crying before any sound of laughter could escape my body. As I was trying to tell my husband about the sandwich, our waiter came up and was none other than Christopher Walken in the prophecy asking me if we needed anything. I never felt more like I wasn't from the state of New Jersey than I did in this moment. This was like going to a top tier memory for me. And I really feel like I was going, if I try to go back into the diner, it'll be like it never existed or someone will tell me that it closed in 1979. <laughs> I um, hope this made you laugh. And thanks for being such a fun pod to listen to. Oh, thanks so much. My husband is the one who told me about the potty. Oh my God. As he knew that I was a fan from watching Girl Code. Love you so much. Kiss you right on the lips. I love when the men, th th I love when the husbands are involved and, and when they show support. I just love them so much. Shout out to the husbands. Girl, I feel this way every time I go. It's so funny because every time I go to Long Island, I'll like go to a restaurant, you know, if I'm in a restaurant, a diner, uh, you know, shopping somewhere like a TJ Maxx, a grocery store, whatever girl, the, the, the sites you see the leopard print, the, it is really like, so stereotypical. It really, really is. And I always will text my friends and go, girl, this was my future. If I never moved, I would be, I would be that girl. And, and do I hate that girl? No, I still am, but just a little bit, a little bit different. You know, just I still am, but not with the acrylic nails and the and the stuff like that. But God, it it is still a uh, a big part of me. It's so funny though when you go anywhere you go, it's just so stereotypical. I um, where the fuck was I? Where I was like, oh my god, this is so Long Island. I think it was a grocery store. And the woman's like shouting on the phone, shouting. And she's wearing like athleisure and like a furry jacket. And just like, you know what? It's one of my biggest pet peeves when people are on the phone and they like genuinely are screaming at the top of their lungs. It's like, lady, you got to lower, you got to lower the decibels because the decibels are pretty high. Um, Oh my goodness. That is so funny. God, I love a diner though. There's a, actually, I know I keep talking about Atlantic city, but there's a really great diner near, um, 
you know, the casinos over there in Atlantic city. And, and I really enjoyed that. I think that was last time I was at a diner. Okay. This one says shit crappens. Oh no, not a shit crappens. Hi, Carly and the boys. I know you're banking the next few episodes of that, uh, of the potty in parentheses, happy holidays. Oh, thanks. Happy holidays to you too. But I had a quick write-in from the Target bathroom. I literally was by the holiday decor on the opposite side of the store. When I felt it, I thought I had more time. What a joke. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in despair, wiping sweat out of my eyes. As I typed this, I had to abandon all my items down a random aisle and just full on sprint. How am I supposed to walk out of here in front of all these registers during black Friday, early deals, no less. Thank you for this thinking of you during this trying time, girl, you want to know what there's something about a sale that really actually get, that gives me bubble guts. If I'm in a, if I'm in a target and first of all, if I'm in like the home decor section, I'm like smelling a couple of candles and a target and TJ and a Marshall's and a home goods, you best believe my stomach is rumbling. You best believe that. And, and also like, if there is something on sale and I see it and I make eye contact with it, I'm immediately like running to the restroom. Cause I don't know what's about to happen, but I know that it can't happen in the middle in aisle seven, you know what I'm saying? So I get it there. It's something that's just ingrained in us. And I blame target for that. And I do think you should sue. And I will be in contact with the authorities. I will be cooperating. Okay. Let's see. This one says help. I think I'm basic. Okay. Let's see. Hi, Carly and the cutie booty boys. I absolutely love your style and the fact you don't give a shit about what anyone thinks. Oh, thanks so much. It's truly inspiring, especially when you have that fire fit on. Um, some background. I Sorry, guys. Stanley is absolutely demolishing something behind me. Hold on. Let me pause this so I could move it. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, Stanley was, I, I got a bunch of um, extra bags of, just two extra bags, but big bags of cat food, just like kibble and stuff. Cause I was only had one bag left and I was like, I'm going away. Like they're not going to eat all of it, but I just like to have backups. But I came in from the store and I left them by the door and Stanley literally was jumping on them, trying to chew them open. And I'm like, Hey, you're literally a rat. It's giving rat. Okay. So Let's get back to this email. I'll start from the beginning. I absolutely love your style and the fact that you don't give a shit what anybody thinks. It's truly inspiring, um, especially when you have a fire fit on. Some background, I've struggled with weight most of my life, but in the past three years, I've lost a significant amount of weight and I finally feel comfortable in my body. With that, I feel like I have no idea how to dress or what my personal style is. In the past, I would dress for my body type and that was it. Now that I'm a hot box of rocks, I feel like I'm super basic. I've brought this up to my boyfriend who I've been with for two years. In parentheses, we're in an open relationship. That's what works for us. And while he understands that I have this struggle, I feel like he doesn't care to help. I know what you're thinking. What do men know anyway about fashion? But I actually just trust his opinion on this. He's a painter and a creative type and definitely is tapped into what's trendy and cool. I feel so basic when we go out together and he never compliments me on my outfits. I've asked him to help me shop or show me what he thinks is cute. And he pretty much refuses. I don't get, uh, I don't get this. This is definitely a sore subject for me since I've been pretty insecure about the way that I look my entire life. And now I have a body that I want, which I've worked so damn hard for. I just feel like my, I just want to feel like myself and confident. You're so inspiring. Oh, thank you so much. You're so nice. 
I'm trying to channel my inner Carly. Anyway, I'm attaching pics of me and my man and our cute little cats. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. And she does have a cat named Stanley as well. Okay. How cute. You guys are cute girl. You look amazing. Like, I love this little outfit that you have on here. This cat is so funny. <gasps> Wait a minute, girl. What type you have those? Um, oh, what's the type of cat this is? Stop. These are so cute. I love them. I love those guys. So I think um, when it comes to getting dressed, I think you should wear whatever make you feel comfortable in, right? Like whatever style, whatever color, whatever, like however it fits, whatever. Don't go like trendy. Um, if you're not like just to go trendy, like don't do it just because it's like, oh, everybody's wearing this. So I'm going to wear this too. If you like it, then buy it. But to me, if you're trying to figure out your style, get some classic pieces that fit you well um, and look really flattering on you, like that you feel confident and comfortable in, because with that, you just kind of exude this, like this confidence. Um, if you get like some, like a really nice pair of jeans, a really nice top, like something that fits you well, even if you have to get it tailored, um, just like some staple pieces that, that could be your go-to. I think everyone probably has like your shirt where you're like, this is my, this is the shirt. I have a dress. I have a sundress that I'm like, this is the dress. Like it's the dress that I look the best in. It's the dress that I feel the most confident in. It's not too dressy. It's not too casual. It looks really nice. No matter what, like you could dress it up, dress it down kind of thing. I think that that's like a really great way to build like a capsule wardrobe and start with the basics. Um, and I love to go thrift shopping. So if I'm thrifting, I feel like I'm seeing stuff that's just a little bit different, you know, not a little bit different. It's different than what you're seeing at Zara or any of those type of like fast, fast fashion stores where they literally get a hundred percent new inventory once a week. Um, because that's how quick the, the trends change. So I think it's about getting classic pieces and then some unique pieces that you're drawn to if you're like at a consignment shop or a thrift store or something like that, something funky. And you can get inspo just like on Instagram and whatever, but I do feel like, I feel like there used to be a lot more people that were like dressed cool on Instagram. And now I kind of feel like everyone wears the same shit and everyone is on the same fucking PR list. Because I'm like, why are all the girlies wearing the same outfit in the same bag in the same week? You know, they all just like got the package today. But find people that that inspire you and, and that, um, you know, you like the way that they dress. I always try and mix it like. Sometimes I just am very like plain and I'll wear like a fun jacket on top, but like jeans and a T-shirt and sneakers or like. My, I have like a few rules that I follow. Sorry, I'm going on a rant. I'm trying to like be helpful, but I don't really know how to explain it. Um, I do this thing where like, it can't be a hundred percent, like everything's done. Like the hair, the makeup, the, like if you're dressed like sexy and then like high heel shoes, like it can't be that from top to bottom. Cause that just so doesn't feel like me. So I'll wear like 
if I'm wearing like a sexy top, I'll wear jeans and like a simple shoe or like if I'm wearing baggy jeans, I'll wear a fun top, like something like that, you know, just to kind of like balance it all out. And if like, if I blow dry my hair and style it, I go very little on the makeup. If I wear a lot of makeup, I, you know, don't do anything really to my hair. It's just like, it's about balance. Cause otherwise I just feel like I'm like, not myself. You know, you have to find your, your comfort zone. I don't know if I explained that the right way, but like, I don't know. I love like a nice shoe, a like baggy pair or like wide leg pair of jeans and a, and a like pretty top. I think that's a good formula. Or like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's like mixing casual and dressy unless you're going to like a wedding or something then like dress up and do whatever but to me I just never want to look like I like tried too hard but honestly you guys most of the time I literally just grab something and I'm just like this is what I'm wearing today um I used to put way more effort in like for like just a regular day outfit but now I'm just like the the vibe is kind of just that it's like it is what it is (laughs) my vibe is changing I don't wear makeup during the week anymore. I just slim like I'm good. But um, I get where you're coming from. Sometimes I get really bored with. Like fashion, also stores that I really like. I love mango. I love Reformation just to get those staple pieces. Um, Sometimes they could be a little bit pricey, but they always have huge sales. I mean, Reformation like. I hate when I pay full price for something from there. And I've only done it a couple of times if I like need something specific at a certain time. But like, if I like something, I save it. And then like, they'll do this thing where they're like, we're having a sale 10% off. And then the next week they're like, all right, 30. And then the next week they're like, fuck it. It's free. We're going 99% off. Just pay shipping, (laughs) you know? So I like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like mango is like, I don't really like to shop at stores that are like fast fashion, but they really do have pieces. I have mango pieces that like I've had for a million years. So it's just like a nice place to go. And it's to me elevated Zara. Also other stories is such a good store. If you're looking for stuff, like go to other stories, which I think is is the same company as H and like, you know, it's like a sister company to one of those places, but okay. Stanley, why are you scratching? We're not scratching today. Yeah. We're not going to scratch. Um, okay. This is another follow-up from the, um, 30 free episode. Hi, Carly and the handsome boys. I wanted to give some life experience advice to the girly who wrote in about her marriage. I was with my ex-husband for 17 years, dating for 10 before getting married. I wish I shouldn't wait, you guys, I'm freaking out because Stanley, actually, I put the big bag of cat food in the, in the closet. And now he's scratching the closet. Like he really is feral. And, and you want to know what he has an auto feeder that's full of food right next to him. Um, okay. 
So she says dating for 10 years before we got married, I knew I shouldn't have married him, but I got my daughter out of it. So I don't completely regret it. I left him when she was two. The nail in the coffin was when we were arguing once she came up to me and had me pick her up. She put her arms around my head to console me. And that was my aha moment. It takes a while to get to that moment. But when you do, you know, for sure it's over. That being said, when you are sure that's the road you want to take, communicate it with him the best that you can and in a calm way. It takes time to completely separate and you will get there, but you will always have some connection due to the kids, but personally you won't have it. And it is the absolute most freeing feeling. Stay strong for those babies and you can get through anything. I freaking love you guys. This one says, Oh God, there's so many pictures of cute cats attached to this one. This one says shit crappens in a boutique hotel. Hi, Carly and the cutie kitty cats. This is literally my third time sending you this story. Oh my God. Thank you for bumping it up. Like, why am I trying so hard to have you hear about my pooping, <laughs> me pooping myself? You are going to die when I tell you about this story. My boyfriend and I were going to see a concert and decided to make a weekend out of it. And we booked a two night stay in a cutie boutique hotel. Before the show, we decided to go out to dinner and tell me why we decided on going to a Brazilian steakhouse. You know, the one where they are constantly coming around with meat on sticks for you to try. What? I've never been to one and now I want to go. I was obviously very full, but we went to this concert and had a great time. When we were in our Uber on the way back to the hotel around 1 a.m., I started to have a stomach ache. In the hotel room, I knew I had to go so bad. My boyfriend and I live together, so he's obviously aware that I poop, but I don't like to do it when he's just an earshot, just in case. But I had no choice this time. I went into the bathroom. No. Girl, I know where this is going. I went into the bathroom and it was horrible, but I felt a little bit better. I fell asleep and woke up around 4 a.m. and I smelled something kind of like a fart. No. It literally hit me that I probably sharted. No. I went to the bathroom and I pooped myself. Girl, please. It was so bad that I had to take a shower. Then when I was in the shower, it hit me. I probably pooped in the bed. I'm fucking terrified because my boyfriend is asleep, but I'm worried he'll move over and lay in the poop, girl. So I rush out of the shower and I check my side of the bed and it's worse than I thought. No, this might be the craziest one yet. Oh my God, because it was all over. It was liquid. <laughs> It was leaking all night. Gross. I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to paint the picture. I'm looking in the room, hoping there might be an extra pair of sheets, but no luck. My boyfriend and I just passed out and I can't get him to move. So basically I just layered up some towels and put the comforter back on top and laid on top of all the comforters for the rest of the night. No, you didn't. In the morning, as soon as he got up complete, I completely stripped the bed and balled it up so that my boyfriend wouldn't see the sheets and the poor room cleaner would have to see the nasty spot. I think it just makes it worse that this was a cute old boutique hotel and not a big chain. My boyfriend and I just crack up about it now because it's honestly so unbelievable. I attached a picture of my boyfriend. He used to work in cement. Oh, cool. With his dad. And we met in medical school. I also attached a picture of my two cutie babies. Oh my God. Let me see. Oh, you guys are so cute together. I love that he was like, I love that he thinks it's funny. Well, I love that he knows it's funny because it is. But girl, the way you should have woke that man up. I would have I would have shook him and said, I think there's a I think there's a fire in the lobby. 
you got to go. Leave me here. I just need to get a few things, but you go make sure I heard something crazy in the hallway. Go make sure. And then when he comes back, there's no sheets on the bed. And he's like, where are the sheets? And you're like, what? And just gaslight him. What sheets? There were there wasn't sheets. You're crazy. Like men, like men gaslight us. You're crazy. There was no sheets on the bed. I, I literally don't even know what you're talking about. Stop. This tuxedo cat is so cute. It looks like a cartoon. Oh, my goodness, you guys, you know, I love them. You better you better hope that I don't ever live like in a house one day. Because I will have 27 cats. I will. And I don't care. Oh, you're getting you'll never meet a man. Good. Good. I'm all set. I've seen what I needed to see and I'm all set. And I know and I know what man what men I want to spend the rest of my life with. And they got four legs and they got they got fluffy tails. Okay, you do the math. We also have a word from our babies, our absolute babies over at Factor. You have a lot going on this holiday season. It's important to save time where you can with Factor, America's number one ready to eat meal kit. Saving time in the kitchen is a total breeze. Factor delivers chef prepared, dietitian approved meals straight to your door. They're always fresh, never frozen. Just heat them up and two minutes dinner served. Choose from over 35 weekly meal options, including awesome breakfast options like apple cinnamon pancakes and bacon and cheddar egg bites. With so many options, there's something for everybody in the family and you will absolutely love it. I love Factor, you guys. Their stuff is honestly, I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, restaurant quality food. I love that it's not frozen. I love that you could just pop it in and it's on the table and it's good for you. And there's so many different options. They're always switching up the menus and it's absolutely delicious. Cannot recommend it enough. With vegan, vegetarian, keto, calorie smart, and protein plus meal options, no matter what your goals are, Factor can help you get there. Head to factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 and use code secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. That's code secretkeepers50 at factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. Um, <laughs> okay. This one says how to turn a toxic friend into a casual acquaintance. Hello to our silly and wacky queen. Oh, hello. First of all, I want to thank you so much. You help all the girlies with your wisdom and humor. Oh, thanks so much. My sister and I discuss your advice all the time. We grew up in a dysfunctional family and we've both struggled with low self-esteem and self-worth as a result. We're in our thirties and talk about you being our big sister and the role model that we never had. Guys, you're going to make me cry. I will start crying right now. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. My sister is currently putting her foot down on a situation that isn't serving her and she is making hard but brave choices in a Carly inspired fashion and I'm so proud of her. Can you give her a shout out? Of course, shout out to her. She'll know it's her because if you read this email, I'm going to immediately call her screaming, crying and throwing up and tell her that it's my email onto my complicated situation, hoping you can shed some light. My boyfriend has close groups of guy friends about three and a half years ago. One of them got a new girlfriend. I met her during a group get together and honestly didn't get great energy from her. However, we were forced together at the time 
um, during these group hangouts when all the boys would get together and brought their girlfriends along. Although I wasn't her biggest fan, she confided in me that she didn't have any girlfriends. And she told me that she felt so connected to me and started reaching out to me all the time. I ended up becoming close friends with her. I have a lot of very close girlfriends, but she doesn't have many at all. So pretty soon in this relationship, she told me that I'm her best friend. We originally lived in different states and would meet up on occasion, but her boyfriend and her moved to the same city as us. And suddenly she wanted to hang out all the time, was constantly messaging me and calling me, etc. I now see that I should have put boundaries up in this relationship and should have trusted my initial gut reaction and never allowed this friendship to get to this point, but it did. My people-pleasing tendencies overrode my personal boundaries and comfort, and I ended up making way more room for her in my life than I wanted to, and I never called her out on her toxic traits. She's the type of person that no matter what news you have, she will always have something bigger to overshadow, uh, overshadow you. She would also make enemies with other people for no reason and try to rope me in. She would often complain to me about people we mutually know who I have no issues with. She would say extremely nasty things about them behind their backs. And in person, she would pick fights and yell at them for simple jokes they'd make and innocent comments that she interrupted the wrong, that she interpreted the wrong way. It would make me so uncomfortable because I didn't want to be seen as an agreement with her, but because I had no issues with these people. She would also seek out conflict with strangers, cursing out a woman at a concert we went to for being in our way and slashing nearby campers tarp. Oh my God. Because she felt their music was too loud on the campground. She would try and bond with me over the hatred of others. And I never really called her out. Not that I would ever participate in this behavior with her either, but I just sort of silently sat by while she was rude to others and overbearing to me. This friend also expected me to have no boundaries with her and wanted me to share everything with her and be available 24 seven. I've been in therapy and have realized that I'm overly people pleasing and I don't have healthy boundaries. And it's something that I'm really working on. I finally hit my threshold when I got pregnant. My boyfriend told me he'd prefer to keep the news between the two of us and initially process it and celebrate privately before letting the world in. I got an overwhelming sense of anxiety that this friend would be mad at me for keeping it from her since she expected us to share everything. I told her I just I told her just out of fear for how she would act um, once she found out that I kept it from her. This made me realize how deep in I was and knowing that I was about to become a mother also urged me to model healthy boundaries for my child. I finally decided at the end of this to end this friendship and this only exacerbated in the pregnancy. When I did tell her I was pregnant, I was 10 weeks along and she told me she knows someone who miscarried at 12 weeks. I hate this bitch. Okay. That's not in the email. That's just my, my little sidebar. I'm going to keep reading, but I feel like it's just going to be worse. She also told me horror birth stories and injuries and an assault story that she heard of a woman in the delivering room. I'm not sure if she just always has a negative outlook on everything, which sparked these stories, or if she was trying to upset me. Either way, I knew I was over this friendship. This issue here is that our boyfriends are still very close friends, and I still have to see her at social gatherings. We also frequent the same spots in our city, and I'm sure I'll bump into her here and there. Because of 
this. I wasn't straight up with her telling her that I don't think it's a healthy friendship and I don't want to be friends anymore. Instead, I decided to try and phase things out by responding to her less, not going to group events, etc. She asked me straight up what was going on and I told her that I was busy with work. Now we're in this awkward position where she knows that I've pulled back and is hounding me for why and I don't know what to tell her. If I'm straight up with her, then I will certainly become an enemy who she will launch verbal attacks on and I've seen her do this to so many people. I want to just get to a place of being casual acquaintances, but I'm not sure this is possible with such an explosive personality. Yeah, I wonder why this bitch doesn't have any friends. And immediately and immediately latched onto you the second the the second that I, I just want to say this as a sidebar and then I'll get back to the email. If you're afraid of your friends, that's a that's a red flag. If you fear them, it's a red flag. To add to this, my boyfriend is upset with me for the way that I suddenly dropped her as a friend and has been urging me to smooth things out so that it's not so awkward in group settings. We've fought on this issue time and time again, and he doesn't seem to see my perspective. And honestly, I just want to stop fighting with him about it and be civil with her. I'm also dreading bumping into her. I really don't know what I would say to her. Any advice on what I could say or how to proceed? Thanks for reading such a long email. Something embarrassing is when you see when you say your email over the phone, but you have to say be a B as in Bob, M as in Mary to make sure they'll spell it correctly. Oh my God, that's so true. Um, and then <laughs> she gives some really funny um fuck Mary kills. So here's the thing. I don't think I first of all, I understand um your boyfriend not wanting it to be awkward, but he should be more supportive of you in this situation because this is a totally toxic, um, this is a totally toxic friendship. And I'm with you on getting out of it because this person seems unhinged in the worst way. So if it were me, I would just say, and, and she did add a, she said she added a picture of her daughter, but I don't see it attached to the email. Maybe she forgot to put it in there, but so she's already had her baby, right? I think what you can do is just say, girl, I'm really overwhelmed with work and I'm a new mom and I, I have to focus on, I I don't have the bandwidth to focus on any other relationships other than the one with my boyfriend and the one with my baby. And I don't want any other, um, obligations other than my job because I'm overwhelmed and I, and I'm sorry. I feel that I don't have that much time to hang out and, and I can't be chit chat with you all day. You know, you could say it in a, in a more eloquent way than that, but that's where I would go with it because I do feel that if you, um, some people like they get, they get off on this shit. Like they get satisfaction out of like, um, like out of, out of someone, calling them out or someone not liking them or someone treating them differently and blah, blah, blah. Like she seems like one of these people. And, and I hate to say it, but she seems like a person that's already talking shit about you. So it's like, why even add to that? Like some people don't even deserve, she wasn't that much of, um, like a pillar in your life where I feel like you need to be a hundred percent honest with her. Like, I think that you being honest with her is going to make her it's just going to add fuel and people love that shit. There's just people that love that shit. They're just haters. That's it. So I would just say, girl, I'm, I'm so sorry. I miss you. Like, honestly, 
whatever. And then if she's like, tell me what I did, like you're being crazy, whatever. I'm going to, I would just say like, you know, I'm trying to be honest with you. And I feel like you're not accepting my, you know, whatever you're not accepting what I'm saying. Like, cause that's, you're also not really lying. It's like, girl, you just had a kid. You're busy. You're working. This girl's not your number one priority. So I would just do that. I would just do that because I I think it's not going to get through to her regardless. Like some people, you just have to know how to deal with them because I have people in my life like this too, where it's like, you can't bring anything up to them because these are not the type of people that will admit that they're wrong. They're not the type of people that will apologize. They're not the type of people that will ever see things from your perspective. So you just got to kind of just, all right. Yeah. And then have her, and then you're less stressed about it. Just yes. unto death. Sometimes that's just what you got to do. Unfortunately, some people aren't open to having that type of, um, conversation, even, even if they're asking for it. Okay. So let's do this funk, Mary kill. If you're close. Okay. So the funk, Mary kill is if your clothes have slogans on it, like, but first coffee or blessed and grateful, that's number one. Number two would be having the inside and outside of your home decorated with those sayings. Oh my God. I just got queasy. Number three, always saying those sayings out loud. Okay. I would kill having them inside and outside of my house. Like to have like blessed and great, like to have like, but first coffee or like love lives here. It would be so ironic, especially because I live by myself, you know? Um, and the, but first coffee is just, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen what we needed to see with that. So I would kill having them outside of my house. I would probably fuck. No, I would marry saying them out loud. Cause I could do that ironically. And I guess I would fuck, um, God, having them on my clothes. Oh no. I have to switch it, put it in the house put it in the house and kill having it on my clothes. I think that's fair. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. Sorry. These episodes were a little short this week and last week, they're pre-recorded episodes. I'll be back next week. Keep you all posted on my trip. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we'll chat to you soon. Bye.